Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Used to be that a business wanted to promote sale items or specials of the day. Well, that seems to be changing. These days, businesses want you to know how they stand on certain social issues, such as gay marriage. Let's ask Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, if that's true freedom or something else altogether. Lincoln, your thoughts. Let's talk about a business that started out as a small garage business and now is a uh, uh, 500-store, 41-state operation. Yes. A lot of people are starting to hear about Hobby Lobby. Mm -hmm. I heard about it from my wife because she would stop by there now and then to buy bits and pieces for uh, uh, sewing and other hobbies. Mm -hmm. But I've got in front of me a printout from the Internet that tells a bit of the story. And it's got a beautiful picture there of, of a, uh, an, an elderly couple. Well, maybe not elderly. He might not be any older than me. But <laughs> a fellow <you>. named uh, <laughs> David Green and his wife, very attractive, upstanding couple. And they did what I just said. They started a hobby store in, a, in their garage and, a, and then a 300-square-foot store. Mm -hmm. And now they've got 500 stores in 41 states, and they're doing just fine. Pretty much any mall you go to or any strip mall, they'll, they'll, they'll have one of these hobby lobbies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think they're struggling. But lately, they've put out that because of Obamacare, their very uh, business viability may be threatened. They may have to close down. I don't think it will come to that. But at root is their refusal as employers to pay for the new uh, mandated uh, health care, which would include provision of different contraceptive mm -hmm. procedures and so on. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I didn't even know until today when I checked on it again that they very narrowly stated their uh, objection. Like there are, I think, uh, 50 or so... Uh, medicines that the coverage would include, but only about four of them, the medicines or procedures, do they object to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're really very particular in what they, as Christian business owners, refuse to provide for their employees. Mm -hmm. Now, this has really started to galvanize attention. It's just gone to the Supreme Court. And, of course, as always, we don't really know what the Supreme Court will do. I think it connects a little bit with something that, that President Obama found objectionable from the court. I don't know how many of, you, of our listeners remember that at a State of the Union address, President Obama called out the justices for yes, a very yes. bad decision in the Citizens United case, yes. which held, to summarize it as, as barely as I can, that corporations have the rights of individuals. And to me, it's almost a surreal decision in a country that still claims that it's that it's founded on rugged individualism. And, and certainly the Republican Party uh, nurture that myth. And there's no question that the Constitution or the uh, documents surrounding it emphasize greatly that, that it's the individual, a coalition of individuals that have empowered a government on their behalf. And of recent years, we've had a lot of trouble with lobbyists. Uh, Abramoff and others went to jail for uh, inserting themselves improperly, you know, into the process of government. Mm -hmm. But here on this, this uh, health care mandate, we've now got a business entity. Behind it, uh, the, this wonderful Christian couple that I don't doubt for one second have deeply held Christian viewpoints and, and, and a discomfort 
with the whole uh, contraception part of the mandate. Mm-hmm. I'm hesitating because I think also they have views on gay marriage and so on, but that's not really stated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but wonderful individuals behind this, but are they going to be empowered by law through their corporate entity now, which employs, uh, I think, tens of thousands of people, certainly many thousands, to deprive them of a generally applicable law that aims at providing necessary health care to people. Well, you know, I'm not sure where I am on this thing, because aren't they the same? Isn't a corporation basically a bunch of people getting together, especially one person who began it and, and rolled it out? Well, you need to be on the Supreme Court. That's how they saw it. <laughs> but, well, a corporation, remember, is a legal entity. A corporation gives up its humanity, apparently, then. and you, you, You're no longer a person. You're now this, this, this entity. And this is from a legal standpoint, right? Well, that's what I thought it was. Okay. But the Supreme Court, in saying that a corporation has the rights of an individual, yeah. no, yeah. They're, they're now equating this anonymous uh, legal body of people with the same rights as individuals. And I think most people in modern-day America, if not in the West, know that corporations or large business structures swing a lot of lead. They have resources, legal resources and so on, that can impact the individual. So to give them now equal rights with the individual and, you know, religious liberty ultimately lies on the conscience, deeply held conscience conviction of the individual. Yes, yes. But if a corporation now has that same right, things get tricky. Well, okay, all right, all right. Now I'm, I'm sort of leaning in the direction. I'm a member of a church, but that church is not me. That church, as a matter of fact, does things that I may not agree with. Well, a church is not a corporation, does anyhow. Well, but so still, it's, 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 a group of, it's, it's a group of yeah, it's a group of people that came <laughs> together we're going to call ourselves a church. Well, a business, a group of people came together and we're going to call ourselves this business. So I shop at Penny's, but I'm not pennies. I shop at Walmart, but I'm not Walmart. There's got to be a disconnect between who you are and where you work. And that's what I hear you saying on this. There was a disconnect between what the government was saying this company needed to do and what the company people, the guys that run this thing, that, that built it, saying, this is, this is not who I am. This company is no longer representing who I am. Right. Okay. And, and then there's another thing that, that surely the court will consider, and we don't know the outcome. But one of the um, more egregious court decisions on religious liberty was the uh, the right, or, or actually ended up the denied right, of Native Americans to smoke peyote right. in their religious yeah. ceremonies. Yeah. It was the Smith case. Yeah. And it was held there that uh, they couldn't. And uh, I didn't realize until I was reviewing this recently that Justice Scalia was uh, one of the ones that, that uh, helped put that one in place. Uh, so I guess we will know where he'll come down on, on some of this <laughs> yes. current stuff. Yes. But that was not very good, even though most people wouldn't feel comfortable with putting hallucinogenic drugs into a situation, even if someone says it's their religion. Yeah. But it, the ramifications that flowed through on that were not very good, because uh, what's come of, of that is, is the view. It, it, it was derivative, but it came out of that, the view that if something is a generally applicable law that is not designed to restrict a person's religious practice, that the law will be upheld. Hmm. You can't necessarily invoke your conscience rights derived from your beliefs against generally applicable laws that that don't have a religious reason, were not designed to restrict you, and and you're just sort of bucking society, to put it a better way. And so uh, that's going to be in a bit of conflict 
is they look at this case with the newfound right of the corporations. That's really the best way I see this. There are two previous court decisions that, that are, in essence, going to fight against each other. So the court will be warring against itself yes. when it discusses yes. this. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know where it'll go. While I, I'm sympathetic to the conscience of the owners of Hobby Lobby, I, in a way, I hope they don't get, they don't get their way on this. something that I've not read about, but I'm connecting the dots on it. I know uh, some large churches, most particularly the Roman Catholic Church, have worried aloud recently that, that individual conscience rights mm -hmm. or prerogatives have a tendency to trump the rights of the corporate body of the church, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the church as an institution. So in my view, they're tilting toward the, uh, the uh, and you, you connected it before, but it hasn't been yet, the, the church as a corporation and, and having rights because of its corporate existence as apart from the, the right of the individual. And, and it's been seen, at least in employment till now, doesn't matter what your church says, but if you as a Seventh-day Adventist, a Catholic or whatever in the workplace, develop a conscience opinion, even if it's at odds with your church, it has to be respected because it's your individual conscience. Whereas this other view would would uh, force an accommodation just because the corporate body says something. Now, there's a difference between respected and accommodated. Are we talking about the same thing here? Are we talking about that our conscience needs to be accommodated as well as respected within the church or within well, the corporation? Well, yes, in the workplace, it's accommodated, All yes. right, so, but, it, but in the church, does it, does it need to be accommodated in the church? If you stand up in church and you say, oh, I don't believe this, is, is, it, is the church as a corporate body, then ha does they have the responsibility to accommodate that, to, to, to make sure that you have what you need? I think we had a program on yes, that. Yes, we did. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing <laughs> uh, this back. Th that's a matter of church governance, not a matter of law, you know, internal governance. Okay, so there's a difference yeah. between church governance and business governance. Yes. Okay. I All think right. there has to, because business governance is... Uh, when you're talking about corporations, is regulated by law. Yes, yes. Uh, within the church, it's regulated by church policy that's agreed by the members. Or by conscience. But law saying, uh, yes. tells the corporation how to act. All right, okay, 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 okay. Well, Lincoln, in the couple of minutes we have left here, summarize this for us. What should we as individuals, how should we be thinking about this? How should we look upon this this problem that is growing well, in this country and in our, well, in our world? Yeah, it's a big problem. You know, this is uh, illustrative of where we're going on religious liberty. In itself, it's not a be-all and end-all, but it's part of a narrative mm. where I think we're gaining some sort of an establishment mentality. Mm -hmm. This began in the short term with the Roman Catholic Church objecting to the mandate uh, because they as a church would not accept uh, these provisions. Yes. Uh, and that's not even quite settled then. And I, I think you could structure it both as the church being forced by the state or the church trying to force the state to agree to its viewpoint. Mm -hmm. But now that it's shifting to uh, include corporations, the heavy hitters are lining up to force 
or to defend their view of what religious uh, practice is against the state's view. Where the individual view fits in all of this is really the, the million-dollar question. And so we should watch this very close because at the end of the day, religious liberty has to be an issue of personal conscience and morality. My. This is complicated, Lincoln. We're talking about some very complicated issues, and that's what we do each week here on LifeQuest Liberty. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, our time has flown by. I want to thank you, Lincoln, for being with us today and bringing us up to date. This is, this is incredible Always stuff. Always fun. If you'd like more information on this and other topics that we discuss here on LifeQuest Liberty, our website is libertymagazine.org. You can look at the magazine. You can listen to these programs. You can uh, read the articles. You can read Lincoln Steed's blogs. You can leave your thoughts, and uh, you can join in discussions all at libertymagazine.org, a very important website for today. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. (laughs) 